Hello, everybody, listening to the Fairweather Podcast. It's your boy 2K Suave. I'm here with Mr. Alex Rodriguez. I uh, hope you guys are having a wonderful week, wonderful day. How are you doing, sir? Uh, doing good. I'm glad uh, your background. I love to see it. Uh, had it happen at MSG. At the Mecca. Had to. I mean, we, we couldn't get it done in Philly. We couldn't get it done anywhere else. So. You heard what Benson, I mean, not Benson, is uh, Joel and B said. You was not going to happen in my house. I was not going to let him do that in my house. That's how we roll. That's how we roll in Philly. We don't, we don't let people just get records on us. Yeah. It's, Everybody it's, goes to the garden. Let me drop 50 tonight. Let me drop 60 tonight. Let me let me, uh, let me me do something crazy tonight at the garden. Yeah, he only he only dropped 26, so I'm happy for that. But He only broke a record that they had to stop the whole game for on the road. Ugh. You yeah, saw what Benny the Butcher tweeted? Yeah, I was dying. I was like, "Go!" He was right. Like, go back and look what Ray Allen did. It. They didn't stop the game. He played defense right after. Right that back shit. on defense. <laughs> yeah, man, they stopped that shit for him. I guess that's what they're gonna do now. So, um, but yeah, congrats to Steph uh, breaking the record. He's definitely the best shooter of all time. Uh, Kanye and Drake chopping it up behind me, kissing, make up, good things there. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh. Well, there's never there's never a dull topic in sports. We always got shit to talk about, so it's good. It's just kind of like a eh, week for me and stuff. The only highlight to me is going to be the whole Steph Curry thing. That's you think, bro? I've, I've actually been. I've actually there's a lot of shit going on. You know, I, there is. I, so I spent most of my day, you know, just listening to what what's going on in sports media, reading articles. You know, I'm very tapped into what's going on in the sports world. And there's a lot of shit going on. But before we get to that, I do just want to say this real quick. I told you I was going to say it on air, and I just feel like I need to say it. So, guys, about half an hour ago, I'm really hungry. I hadn't had food all day. Uh, I was trying to figure out, what can I get real quick that I don't always get all the time, right? So my, my dumb ass uh, went against my better judgment, uh, tried to be cute, and I went to uh, Qdoba. Now, listen, Qdoba, if you're listening, I'm so sorry, Okay. Uh, your quality of food is garbage. I have never been so disappointed. Like my stomach is not agreeing with what I just spent money on. Like, and food is normally supposed to put you in a good mood. I'm actually genuinely depressed after I ate the piece <laughs> of turd that was inside what I the bowl that I just ordered for myself. And I thought I, you know, you when you customize a bowl, you know, you go, oh, I want this kind of rice. I want this kind of sauce. I want this kind of cheese. This kind of meat. There's nothing that I could have picked at that damn restaurant that would have made me happy with my meal today. So I just want to make sure that I do put that out there because I don't normally get mad about what I eat um, unless it's making me feel bad. Like just, you know, but this one made me feel bad emotionally and that's not a good feeling. So shout out to Steph Curry. (laughs) Do better, Qdoba. Um, Episode 48, uh, rundown. Week 14, we'll do uh our scores on the pick them spoiler alert we're tied um i'll let you well, back in well yeah you let me back I have in to give you, i have to give you something to play for we'll we'll talk about what the real issue is with the cardinals now i think we kind of get it what's going on with them there's a couple things but we'll discuss that a little bit um and then urban meyer once again the urban legend right back in the drama right in the fold of stuff again uh he we'll, can't, we'll get stay, out, he can't stay out the news portal <laughs> He's, he's got to be outside always, man. Um, 
course, we're going to break down the best shooter of all time, Steph Curry, making history, um, uh, historical perspective of what was accomplished in that. And is there any comparisons to any other type of records that could be broken on this type of pace that he had? Um, and then COVID bug. I just got my my booster shot tonight. So after this show, I'm taking melatonin. And I'm passing the fuck out because it should hit me like a wave. Yeah, I get that Tylenol PM, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, gummy melatonins, man. Just pop three of them and you're good, man. You'd be like, this shit doesn't done. Uh, but COVID is back. COVID is infecting sports all over again. Uh, we'll we'll go across all landscapes of sports. Um, what's the impact of this moving forward? How can we get this under control? Is the leagues are leagues doing a good job of this? And then NFL playoffs are right around the corner, and you're seeing players that are not able to play now. And they're also in the playoff hunt. So we'll, we'll dive into that and see how that's going to impact the playoffs. And then lastly, we'll do our week 15 pickums, uh, five interesting games. Once again, that KK and I will put our uh, guesses into and see, you know, who's going to win that. So let's kick it off on the pickums from week 14. Um, your boy, your boy tied up the score. We're sitting at a comfortable 32 out of 56 for both of us. Now um, Baltimore and Cleveland, you know, Lamar, he's like our Achilles heel on our fantasy team. He, as long as he's healthy, he'll be okay. But knocked him out the game. Cleveland gets a win. So we both got zero points there. Sad. Dallas, yeah. <laughs> be sad. Dallas and the football team, we both knew what was going to happen there. Dallas wins. We both get a point. Washington tried to make that one uh, make that one interesting, though. <laughs> they did. But it, but it wasn't interesting enough. It was yeah. good. But not not good enough. <laughs> uh, San Fran, Cincinnati. You had Cincinnati winning. I said San Fran's got this in the bag, man. Debo's back. Debo ain't going to lose, man. Well, we didn't know Debo. I didn't know Debo was going to play. I think he was questionable going into that game. And Questionable. Questionable, questionable is always, always a sure well, for got, me. But wasn't it like a hamstring or something? Like, I don't play about hamstrings. Yeah. Quad, Debo. hamstring, all those soft tissues. I don't play with that. Debo, just come back healthy for the playoffs for us. That's all we need you, boy, please. Buffalo, Tampa Bay. Buffalo try to make an interesting game, but Josh Allen is Josh Allen. I get the point there, Tampa Bay. And then the Rams in Arizona, we both we both picked it. The Rams are going to do it. So we're both rewarded a point there. Um, you know, very, very interesting week 14. Uh, Arizona's fallen out of being the favorite now. They still have won 10 games but they're not the first seed anymore. Uh, Karen Rogers is taking the crown there again. Like I said, it was going to happen. So the bad man, uh, he's a, he's a bad man. Who do, who do they play this weekend? The Bears. That's right. As an easy win there, man. He all, well, uh, it was competitive until like the fourth quarter, but yeah, this dude, what, Aaron, man. What, what I learned from that game watching it is, you know, Matt Nagy's done. He's definitely done. Um, and we've said it before that he just can't develop quarterbacks, even though he didn't draft Trubisky. That wasn't his doing. Um, Justin oh, was Field, it? I don't think it was. I, no, think, no, I think they brought him in to coach him or something like yeah, that. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Because they were talking about it during the game. It was the GM because they're talking about both GM and Nagy going to be gone. Who was there but before him? I don't remember. Head coach-wise? Yeah. John Fox. John Fox. Um, But I think – to take away from that game is is Justin Fields is is just not protected. He's definitely not protected, and he's just running for his life every every game. And it's it's sad to see that because 
he got hit really hard one time and I saw him on the ground. He just got up and started doing push-ups. Just be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And you hate seeing that happen to a young quarterback because that can, that can literally break him and, and ruin his career and start off with a bad rap thinking, Oh, he doesn't have the talent. Well, if you don't put the talent around him, he's definitely not going to be anything worth a shit. So like there's very few Tom Brady, there's very few Aaron Rodgers, there's very few Peyton Mannings that are going to be able to play. And even at that, they had some sort of level of help with them, whether it was a strong O-line, whether it was a strong offense, was a strong defense, somebody was there to help. And this kid has nothing there. And with Khalil Mack gone, like that definitely hurts your defense as well. So, but um, any takeaways from you this weekend? Um, I do have one big takeaway, actually. So going into the season, um, they had like the top 100 come out and stuff like that. And people, you know, people have other lists, top quarterbacks, running backs, blah, 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 right? Um, so they listed Devontae Adams as the top receiver going into the season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, I still take DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I've I've officially, as of like this, not even a couple weeks ago, I, I, it was in my mind, but I, I, I needed to say this out loud. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football. Are you saying and, that because because we got to see uh, DeAndre Hopkins drop a football for the first time in his career? Which was all characteristic of him, obviously. But He's definitely hurt. You can tell he's definitely hurt. Yeah, he's out for the rest of the regular season. Yep. So, you know, maybe he comes back in the playoffs and knows. But uh, but even out, injury outside of takeaway injuries as of right now in their careers, where they're at, I mean, Devontae Adams' route running is – I mean – I was watching this, you know, he, it was this one day, it was like a fake, uh, fade. Yeah, route. slant for the touchdown. Fake fade and he went slant. And I'm watching it and I'm, I shed a tear. I really shed a tear. I was like, bro, this is the most beautiful route running I've seen since Chad Johnson. Because that was what, that like, to me, the reason why I was such a big Chad Johnson fan was his route running. Like, I feel, I fall in love with the art of football and the art of sports. And that route running, what he, what he was doing with his, his feet. And he's just physically imposing and it's just, He's a, he's the best receiver in the league right now, and I'm I'm sticking to it. That's my big takeaway. Yeah, I've I've got no I've got no beef with that. I think I think when Hopkins is healthy, I think he's just as good too. It's just unfortunately we have to see him injured this year because he makes yeah. he makes the most incredible catches. Whether whether it's overthrown, he'll still catch it. Whether it's underthrown, he's always going to make those catches. It's just we're not getting to see him healthy. That's how I knew he was hurt when he dropped that ball. Yeah, like, that's, I've that's never very... seen him drop shit in my life. No, man, he definitely, he, it's either overthrown that he's not going to catch it or it's not in his sight, uh, but it's, it's never to him and he misses it. But yeah, you can definitely tell that he's not hurt, but I've got, I've got no problem with that being said about Devonte Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams is, is just what I like about him and, and Nuck is, well, Nuck's more vocal than he is, but Devonte Adams is very, very like quiet about shit. The only time he becomes vocal is when they ask him, uh, why didn't he want to swap jerseys with OBJ? That's the only time he really is. Bro, I heard him on an interview with uh, with the great University of Michigan alum, uh, Rich Eisen. Uh, I heard it this morning, actually. I think it was from yesterday, but I heard it this morning. His his maturity is on another level. Like I always appreciate receivers who are mature and grown ass men. Like they're just you can just see there's like a different approach that they take. His the way he was answering questions, his cadence, just his. His, you know, everything was like perfect. I'm like, either he's perfect or his publicist is perfect. But whatever is going on over there with Devontae, he that and that was kind of that was like the, the cement that I needed to kind of just put that put that in the block. Like, yeah, he is definitely the best receiver in my opinion now in the, in the league. So, uh, but yes, 
good dude, man. He's definitely a good dude. So uh, with that being that. said, with that being said, as long as the Packers stay healthy, they should win the NFC. Yeah, they should. They I, should. I, I think. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers, when when he's like not being Karen Rodgers and all that shit, and being on the Pat McAfee show, I think he's. I think he's good for that team because. You know, you get a lot of guys in there and he'll, and he'll probably like put in their head like, look, if you work your ass off, I played with Hall of Fame or Ring of Honor type guys and Donald Driver, Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings uh, uh, was the guy Jones, Josh Jones or whatever his name was, all these guys that have played here. And if you play your role, you'll get your payday and you'll get your ring. You might even get in the Hall of Fame. And I guarantee he puts that in all of his receivers every year. Um because even look at Alan Lazard, Alan Lazard, like he's at best like a three on any team, but he's a two there and he's he puts up good numbers and big catches for them. I mean, go but, look at look at Randall Cobb. I know he's hurt right now, but yeah, they, he, he resurrected him from the dead. Wherever, I think it was in Houston or whatever. He resurrected him from the dead. And he's had but a every receiver, season. I, as a receiver, like you would want to play with a good arm. And that's the, yeah. probably the best arm in all of football, in my opinion, is Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get you the ball every time. He's going to find his one all the time. But Devontae Adams, I just think that he's taking that knowledge and he's running with it. Because you see, like, the in the offseason, they were saying, oh, you know, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, Devontae Adams will probably go with him. I feel like Devontae is that type of a loyal dude that would go, too, because he's due for a contract as well. Yeah, Rich, Rich, Rich Eisen asked him that question, actually. He said, so is your, you know, is your, uh, your free agency uh, kind of, you know, with linked to Aaron Rodgers in any way? Well, he was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm taking this season as a as a season, and then we'll talk business during the summer. But obviously, Aaron Rodgers doesn't resign. It's like, well, dumb. Obviously, I might have to look another direction because you want to keep feeling that taste of success. And we've seen Jordan Love's tape; it's not that great. Yeah, not that great. So. <laughs> it's not. But um, I mean, let's let's stay in that division. Let's stick let's stick with the Cardinals. We've been we've been all year trying to find out what what's their Achilles heel? What's wrong with them? We know the big one. The big one is definitely injuries. That's definitely a big one that we're seeing. However, watching that game with the Rams, I noticed like a lot of things that were very, very apparent to me because I finally got to sat down and sit down and watch them actually play. Yeah. And they play, they play very, very young and very, very like the word isn't immature, just new oh, to that's winning. The word. I was yeah. That I was the it. word I was thinking of. It was yeah. That because last, that last drive was very immature. <laughs> you should have spiked the ball. You yeah. should have spiked the ball and put yourself in a better position. But that was a dumb play. It was. It showed you know a youthful mistake. Uh, even the head coach. I put more head more blame on the head coach than than Kyler Murray on that. Who's like, also he young. <laughs> yeah, who's also young. Um, and, and I mean, not anything against McVay, who's young. He's just he's been to the ship. He's he's know he knows how to get there, obviously. And I'm not taking anything away from Cliff Kingsbury. But, you know, that that was a that was a bonehead play. Like you should have been throwing that flag out there, shooting the shit like Bill Belichick would be if they didn't give him a call. Um, but yeah. And and division you should have kicked that field goal up. earlier because well, they, they kept running out of clock. And then Kyler Murray is taking sacks, and they still have to kick a field goal and still have to recover the, the ball either way. So uh, I don't remember the name of the guy, the ESPN uh, um, commentator. He's like, hey, I don't know why they just kicked the ball. No, just kick the ball right now. I was like, yeah, kick the damn ball. Like, if you, 
You yeah. obviously have a good kicker who can kick. Matt Prater's a good kicker. And he'll be able to do a good onside kick, which he proved. <laughs> I think there was like three 50-yard field goals in that game. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. You got to – I think <laughs> – I think he had the longest field goal until somebody broke it. Oh, until Justin Tucker Justin broke it. This year, yeah. But it was him until then. So he's, it's not like he's, you know, Greg Zerline or anything like that. We know he can kick 50-yard field goals, but is he going to make it type of thing? Uh, Break the leg. Yeah, it's, it's just – that's that's what I was, I've been waiting, wanting to see. Like, not, not wanting to see, but just get the confirmation that that's what it is. It's just they're, they're very young. Yeah, you know they're, they're like the Phoenix Suns. They made bonehead plays in the in the playoffs, and the first thing the Phoenix Suns should have did wasn't celebrating going up two and zero like they were going to win the ship. And then Giannis came back and and spanked that ass. Um, you know what's funny? You know what that hmm. last drive needed? That last drive needed Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> because you like you need a veteran presence on the field. AJ Green's a veteran, but he's he's quiet. You know he's 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 never come across as Oh, he's the leader of this group. You know what I mean? Um, but outside of that, Zach Ertz never, he's never when he was with Philly, he's not like he was the the guy, the leader of the group. Larry Fitzgerald, I feel like, would have helped Kyler Murray out. Because we just talked about it last week with Chase Claypool. We haven't even talked about the Chase Claypool thing yet, have we? Or did we? We can talk about it, the drama. But, but yeah, but obviously you guys know what happened with last week with Chase Claypool, his dumbass was first down in the middle of a of a, a two-minute drive. Well, under a minute at this point. It's, 30 seconds left and he lets 14 seconds come off the clock because he wants to do his touchdown. I mean, his first down dance. First down. And that last, you realize you need a veteran on the field for these kind of moments. Hence why Tom Brady is so good at these moments. Kyler Murray's young. Hopkins, like he's never really been in too many moments like this. Like you need like a grown ass Larry Fitzgerald. Like, oh, let's go. Let's do this. Spike the ball, spike the ball. Like, because Cliff Kingsbury couldn't get that message across fast enough. Green, AJ Green is so quiet. Like, Hopkins is hurt, is on the sideline. Like you need that's that's exactly what they would have needed on that kind of a play. I think if this Cardinals team had like that's why they went and got JJ Watt and, and 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 stuff like that. Like if they if they have these grown men in the locker room, when I asked you this question like five weeks ago as a weakness, when they were all healthy, then I would be like nothing. But now that's you can see that's what's it's gonna ultimately be their demise uh when it comes to the playoffs because. They, they are young. Yeah, I think I also think that that that's a good building block for you too to to lose in that manner that way to for somebody to step up and witness that mm-hmm. because um, they're going to have to the youth is definitely going to have to to step up now because um, DeAndre Hopkins is always going to be out until playoffs hopefully so AJ Green if he's going to be that guy he's got to step up and be a one like he's always been or be more vocal about things. And then all those young receivers you got, Christian Kirk, Rondo Moore, um, whoever else is out there, like they're going to have to play smart and play efficient for Kyler Murray to succeed like they have, you know, all year. I mean, Colt McCoy is 2-0 and as a starter, right? Now. I'm not saying Colt McCoy is your answer, but they were able to get it done for Colt McCoy. And they did it against, I think, a tough team. I forgot one of the teams that Colt McCoy beat was a pretty tough game. Probably San Francisco. Might have been San Fran. But, um, you know, you you got to – I don't think the boneheadedness is with them. I think that last play was just sudden and kind of not well drawn out. But if we want to talk about Chase Claypool and the Steelers, like, 
I've been hearing Stephen A say it all week, man, that that's not the Steeler way that you play football. That's not it. And you can see it in, in Mike Tomlin's face. Like he's over this shit. He's over the youth on that team. And the. I feel like the only guy that's like serious on offense besides Big Ben is Najee Harris. Najee Harris ain't dancing. Najee Harris ain't doing that. Yeah, he's got some commercials. But when it's time to play football, Najee Harris is playing football. All those receivers and DBs and stuff are TikToking and stuff. Corvette, Corvette. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, I love Juju. Don't get me wrong. He hasn't played all year, or he hasn't hasn't played most of the year. But like that shit that he started, it's it's cute and all. But I mean, it just shows the immaturity on the team at that. You know, you're playing with high school kids. It feels like at this point, instead of grown men. Yeah, you're playing with Corvette, 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 Corvette. Corvette. <laughs> yeah, man. And so, really quick, just not to cut you off, Colt McCoy. I think it was two on one. He had that. He got thrashed by the Panthers in between the Seahawks and the 49ers. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, when we when we said Cam Newton was back, and then they sucked ever since. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But well, yeah, yeah, they got this. The problem with Pittsburgh, they got an immature, old ass Ben Roethlisberger trying to lead a bunch of kids, and I'm not, Ben. He's not immature in the point in the sense that he acts like a kid himself. But he had no leadership skills whatsoever. Like, oh, I don't they asked him about it. He was like, that's not my job. That's the coach's job. What? If they ask Tom Brady, like, you think Tom Brady's going to say that? No. Absolutely not. True. Like, come on. Like, and you, I mean, he's he about to be 40 years old and acting the way he acts. Like, yeah, he can be superhero, Superman on the field sometimes. But when it comes to, like, dealing with tough situations, he couldn't deal with A.B. Uh, just gotten out of hand. Now, uh, now Chase Claypool's getting out of hand. And and this has been this is Ben's last year in Pittsburgh at least if yeah. not so I don't think he really cares so I just don't think Juju's out of hand I just think that Juju's just Juju's out of hand I wouldn't say out of hand Juju I just think... bro all that sh- listen 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 yeah I guess you see Devontae Adams doing all that Corvette Corvette shit nah DeAndre Hopkins do you see they're I mean all, I don't see they're also they're also older I, would I don't see that. Justin Jeff- Jefferson on, on TikTok doing all these, like he does his little his his gritty but that's after he yeah. scores a touchdown and that's yeah. it and Justin Jefferson's 22, 22 22 years old like I don't see Justin Jefferson doing none of that I don't see Cooper Cup doing none of that I don't see all these top top yeah, receivers you're right I I just I I meant like I don't think that he's I don't think Juju would make even I take that back because there was what was in the playoffs that he did that shit on the, the Corvette Corvette on the on the logo and then they got stomped. And they, got st- they got smacked. And that's, I, that's the problem favorite. that I have. Like once he's once I saw that, I was like, he's not he's not he's never going to be a number one receiver. I was like he no matter what team he's on, Juju, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is not a number one receiver. And A.B. told us. He told us this years ago. He was like, this dude's not a number one receiver. And I know we don't really, you know, A.B. is kind of A.B. sometimes. And, you know, he's start, you don't want to listen to him all the time. But he he was right. Juju is not a number one receiver at all. Like, I just, I, I'm not seeing a, any maturity from him whatsoever. Yeah, this isn't, and this, and this, in my opinion, it's, it's not Mike Tomlin's fault there either. It's just... No. I, I don't bl- I don't put the blame on coaching. I put it I put it more on the players and their maturity levels. Um, but back to the Cardinals, I think I think them losing to the Rams, I think that's a big loss for them because one, it's a divisional opponent. Two, it's a guy who could possibly leapfrog you in the division as well. And three, it's probably one of your tougher games of the season so far. Um, I think a loss like that is something that they need. 
because it kind of makes them wake up and be like, hey, we are a better team than this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even if they if they don't go, to, I don't think they'll go to the Super Bowl, but a lot of people have them projected to be one of the favorites to go. I don't, so honestly, I don't, I don't see it anymore. I don't either. I, I see him as a first one, uh, first round or second round out. Um, but even if they go, I think a loss will be what they need, kind of like the Rams to be like, okay, we're better than this. We can play better as a team. Now let's go back and, and run this shit back with the same squad that we got. Cause we know James Conner going to get paid next year to stay there. They're definitely going to pay him. So, but watching that game, so watching that game and then watching that, um, that Green Bay game where they didn't have Devontae Adams and Green Bay still won the game. I watched those those two games every pretty much every snap. And watching that, I was like, oh, Arizona, I mean, the Rams are definitely better than the Cardinals. The Packers are definitely better than the Cardinals. The Bucks are definitely better than the Cardinals. And they're about to play the Cowboys in a couple weeks. We're going to see. Because that youth is about to become a problem. I really... I, they're inexperienced. I mean, it's not, it's not like they're that young, but they're young enough. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. No, when you look at that team, like the the playmakers on that team, they're all basically young. Buda Baker is young on defense. Uh, the DBs are all young. Uh, Chandler Jones may be the oldest guy out there uh, outside of 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 uh, JJ Watt who hasn't played. Uh, all the receivers minus AJ Green, they're all pretty young. Quarterback young. The running backs, they're pretty young. Um, the coach, pretty young. The coach, <laughs> the coach right there says that they're young, so it's it's just going to be a wake up call. I think I think they're set for success. Um, I just think it's it's kind of like you know well, we're going to take I mean, AJ Green is getting older. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, but they still have great receivers behind AJ Green. Hopkins is, is is starting to have the injury bug catch up to him. He's getting a little bit older too. Well, we can't say that just yet. This is year one of this happening to him, so. Let's see it happen another year and then go from there. But I think they drafted well with Rondell Moore. I think Christian Kirk is a good, another receiver too, that's just underutilized uh, there. And then whoever other guy that they have that plays over there, he's going to be good too. So I think they're set for success. I think they'll be okay. Um, and, and they get also- the Lions, they get the lions next. They get to relax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's, uh, let's shift it. Let's go back to the urban legend himself. Um, jumping back into the news once again. So there's always buzz that Urban Meyer's, you know, going to jump ship and go back to college football. Um, There's buzz that the organization is done with him. They're over the losing culture there, that he hasn't won the locker room. And now we get word that he kicked the shit out of the kicker. (laughs) I, I I just don't know what to believe anymore. I just think I think Urban Meyer was kind of dumb by taking this job, in my personal opinion. I think how many college football coaches come into the league and take the league by storm? I really can't think of a lot. Yeah, I mean, Nick Saban failed at. Wait, you said college coaches? College coaches, like Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll may be the only one that I can think of, really. But even before that, he was in the NFL. Then he left to go That's back true. to college football, and then he That's came true. back. That's true. So he, his first stint, his first stint went, went terrible. It was with y'all, right? Yep. <laughs> no, uh, Urban, Urban Meyer is uh man. So, urban legend. Listen, college kids between the age of eighteen and twenty, maybe twenty-one, 
who have no bills, you know, their biggest worry is just making sure that their family is good back home. Outside of that, they play football on Saturday and go party on Tuesday through Thursday. So I don't know what, you know, all that stuff, right? When you're dealing with grown ass men, the way you t- talk to college kids 18 to 20 and the way you talk to grown ass men with mortgages, with car payments, with scholarships that they need to start uh, putting money aside for, with, you know, they got to leave their, leave their book club and they got problems at home and they're probably going through divorce. They're probably going like baby mama drama and all, all this stuff that a professional athlete goes through. The last thing they want is to be talked to like they're still a high school senior, 17, 18 year old, right? And Urban Meyer, and that's the thing that you hear a lot of NBA, uh, professional athletes who have college coaches come down to them. They, 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 they kind of struggle that first year kind of just transitioning on how they, how they talk to these, to these grown ass men. Right. So listen, I, I used to get, when I, when I played football in high school, my coach used to like grab me and throw me back to the ground and do all this crazy stuff. And I was just like, Oh, he's just trying to make me, he's just trying to, I'm just trying to make me sure, make me grow up. Right. Bro, you kick me and I'm 25, 30 years old. Josh Sable, how Josh Sable is not a kid. And this, and this man come and kicks me, bro, we're going to have problems. Like for real, we're going to have serious problems. Like, I know you're my coach, but that's it. <laughs> like, you can't, I, I get a check to do this. I'm not doing this for, for a scholarship or, and books. Yeah. And Urban Meyer is just, he's not cut out for this. I don't think he's ever going to be cut out for this. He's throwing his coach, coaches under the bus. You know, he saw that shiny new toy in Trevor Lawrence and it's like, yeah, I'm going to go get that. I'm going to go get that Jacksonville job. Well, guess what? You made Trevor Lawrence the, the most, one of the most decorated and polished college and high school quarterbacks of all time and you're making him look like no offense zach wilson so i'm taking so it's like i know you know, you know shot Khan is you know trying to make the right decision listen i will you know how to you know how they be firing these college coaches before the end of the season you need to go fire your coach bro. like i wouldn't i'll would let this play out maybe one more week i mean you got trevor lawrence begging you to play james robinson more minutes you, I mean, Marvin Jones walking out of meetings, you're, you're, you're a veteran receiver, and then you kick your kicker? Are you kidding me? My man's got to go, man. And if he wants another job, I don't know where he's going to get it. He can go coach his local high school, but my man's got to go. I think I think he could coach back in in the in college football, but I just Nobody think, wants like, him. Yeah, no, I, I don't think uh, – I don't know. Listen, all right. When the those who hired head coach yet? Yeah, they did for the Clemson defense coordinator. Um, oh, yeah. When when USC and Notre Dame, uh, the rumors were like, oh, he might want to come back and coach, right? Mm-hmm. They all the reports said none of those schools wanted anything to do with uh, interviewing him because of his track record at Ohio State with his assistant coach. He knew you when he knew his assistant coach was beating up his wife and all that stuff. I mean, he knew it was happening and just chose to sweep it under the rug, acting like that was happening, and then give this guy like different positions with, with the team. Like, and that's not a good look at all. And now you go into the NFL and your look has gotten even worse. Like to me, and, and he, you know, the way he left the university of Florida, you know, the way he just kind of left Ohio state, just, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't think too many big time schools are going to be fond of him, fond of him anymore. Like, I don't, I mean, if you're, if you were Oklahoma and you had that position open, I will, I'm like, eh, I probably wouldn't look that way. You know what I mean? Like, his best bet is go get a job like at FAU or something like that because I, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't, 
I think beginning of the season, and it's the Jaguars. Like, let's 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 be real. I mean, they they have like maybe what six winning seasons total with with the program or whatever. Some that have been like flashes in the pan, but there's no consistency there. So when you get a quarter, a college quarterback, a college quarterback, college head coach who's decorated and won national championship with two teams, and you're inheriting a very young team already as is with this, with the salary cap through the roof, the first pick overall, another first round pick. Uh, I think they have the most picks in the draft, to be honest with you. And why not take that gamble? I get it. Because like you said, he can talk to younger players and things like that. But the veterans, like the Josh Lambos, the um, uh, who's the D, the D line guy that's there, the uh, Miles Jack, uh, uh, the, the guys that are older. Yeah, like the, the guys that are older that are there, they're not going to put up with that shit, you know, and. You know, we saw the, the the video of him out at the bar, squeezing squeezing cheeks, doing things like that. I mean, not getting on the not getting on a team plane after your team just lost a Thursday night game. You don't go back to war with them on the plane. You go to a a, a little college bar and you're filling up on 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 college kids' booty cheeks. Like, yeah. oh man, that's just <laughs> yeah, it's just not a good look, man. And if I think the Jaguars are dumb. I bet you they'll bring him back another year because they there's this investment there. Like they see it. Um, I would move on from it. I just don't think it's, it's the right move for the organization. Um, You got to have, you got to have a coach. I know, I know the idea is to go younger and develop a quarterback and, and head coach tandem. That's a, that's a new thing that's going on in the NFL now. Yep but you just got to find a guy that's going to restore the locker room at this point, because I feel like everybody there is just like, well, we suck. We're not going to be good. You know, our head coach is partying with girls that we can't even get. So like, it's, it's, it's just, it's all stupid. Um, And like, and it goes back to my point of being like, how many college quarterback or college head coaches come into the league and succeed? I mean, Chip Kelly had a little run for a second, but he came crashing really, really, really quick. Bring up that man's name around me. He, <laughs> have you ever watched uh, Harry Potter? You know about Voldemort, like he who should not be named? Yeah. You refer to that man, as that guy, as he who should not be well, named. Well, he who should not be named, who then went on to San Francisco, you know, crash and burn, and they try to give him another chance. You know, he, landed, he landed in San Francisco, what, one season? And he crashed and burned? I lost track after after what he did to my Eagles. And he's just, yeah, exactly. You know, so him look at matt rule we thought matt rule got it together but they came crashing down to earth real real quick but and they also, already fired joe brady <laughs> they fired joe brady yeah he's already gone oh my god you know that yeah my joe brady out just be i mean just like that out the door <laughs> but who else uh nick's even nick saban the great like he inherited the worst dolphins team and couldn't win there instead he went back and one one went opposite to Alabama and rolled tide. It's, it's been history since. So the the rap poison tastes great over there, I guess. So it's it's just unfortunate. Really good. <laughs> but it's it's just unfortunate, man. I just I think it it was a very intriguing hire. It looked everything looked good on paper, but it's just not working. And the Jaguars are historically bad. I'd put them right there with the Lions and the Jets. They're just really, really bad and they never get anything right. And there's always a flash of something, but 
it's just not good. Like they don't draft well. And when they do draft well, the players are so good. They want to get out of there. I E and Gawkway, I and Jalen Ramsey. Like it just, it just makes sense. And then even at that, he starts bringing the band back together. He brings in Carlos Hyde and starts giving him more touches than James Robinson. Like it, it Carlos Hyde. In, oh God. What's his name? I already forgot his name. Uh, what's the quarterback name? Tim T. My God. He brings in Tim Tebow to play tight end. Are you kidding me? This shit was a joke since training camp. He brought in Tim Tebow, the now now baseball player at this point. Oh, come back and play football after 10 years. Oh, switch positions. Not to something similar to quarterback because there is no position similar to quarterback. Oh, no, go try tight end. Go try tight end. Like, this shit was a he, he hired that uh, strength and conditioning coach or something from like Iowa State who was racist. Like, this dude has been a joke since he started this down. His, his, since he got with this team, so yeah, we also said that in the beginning, like that was the, I guess the straw that broke the camel's back in the locker room too was Tim Tebow coming in that you're giving a spot to a guy who's been out of the league for ten plus years now who didn't want to convert ten years ago to being this position, and you've got it willing and able bodies that can do this job that are better than him, but because. He's a God-fearing Christian boy that you coached back in the day, and you're going to give him a chance now. That shit doesn't happen, man. I'm sorry. Like that, that shit, that shit doesn't fly. Somebody, somebody didn't get paid that day, and Tim Tebow got a little check when he was making three checks already. It's <laughs> so, been a joke since the start. <laughs> since yeah. the start. <laughs> but hope. I mean, we'll see. Um, first picks up for grabs again. We'll see what goes on there. I mean. They, so they own the first – they own it because Detroit still got that, uh, yeah, right? Detroit still got it, yeah. And then y'all are, what, second or third? Y'all are third. I think we're third. Okay. I think they're fourth. Ja- be, no offense, Jacksonville fans, but Jacksonville will be picking first or second. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Aiden Hutchinson and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, Kyle Hamilton, we'll see. We'll see who okay. goes. <laughs> Uh, let's let's shift to to basketball. Mr. Wardell Stephen Curry decided to set history yesterday against my New York Knicks. It's only it's only right to do it in the Mecca. I'm not mad at that. It just like it couldn't happen anywhere else. Like, but it is what it is. Aren't you proud? I am proud of it because the Garden gave him a standing ovation. No, that wasn't what I was. That wasn't what I was asking you. Aren't you proud of the now 12 and 16 New York Knicks? <laughs> oh man. Like I, I told I text you on the side. I said the bing bong is done, man. Bro. Like all that is done. Bro, um, how'd that get so bad so quick? <laughs> I don't know, because they started off hot and it's 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 hurting to watch because they were hanging with them in the game, and then like the fourth quarter, they just let go. I, I don't know what it is. I think if Julius Randle is your best player. That is what your team's gonna be. That is what it is. I'm, 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 I'm gonna give it to you straight. I know you love Julius Randle. There's nothing wrong with him. He's a fantastic basketball player. But if Julius Randle is your best player, you are at best what they finished last year—a first-round exit. But, I don't see I, any. Nothing's gonna change with that basketball team unless they get a veteran. You're, you're saying what I'm gonna say. They need more veteran talent there. Like. Don't get me wrong. Derrick Rose is a great player, but Derrick superstar. Rose is- they need a veteran superstar. <laughs> yeah, there needs to be another. There needs to be somebody to compliment Julius Randle, and RJ Barrett needs to be healthy. That's another thing. And RJ Barrett is healthy. Him and Julius Randle play well off of each other, off the ball. They play very well with each other. Um, but there needs to be another big name player there. And like, 
Quinn Grimes, like he had 27 points the other night. What do fucking do? He's he's just gonna be a three-point shooter. That's all he's gonna be. But they gotta get either draft somebody high in the first round or trade to get somebody. I just don't know who that player is gonna be. The only way the New York Knicks become relevant is that they make a splash of free agency. The draft is not gonna help you guys. You know why? Because you guys are gonna finish picking at 16, 17, or 18 every single year. That player, because you guys are not the best uh, scouts as far as, you know, scouting talent that late into the round, you guys did pretty well with Emmanuel Quickly. I give you guys that. But Emmanuel Quickly doesn't even get playing time. Um, you guys need to go get you a, a like, a somebody who's a veteran who's looking for a new opportunity and that wants to be in New York and take on that challenge. Because a rookie is not going to be able to take on that challenge. I get it. But at this point, the Kimball Walker out of the lineup thing failed. Fucking throw him back in there. I'm, 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 I'm all for it. Throw him in there and see what happens now because trade I just don't him. feel like it's a good mix. Trade oh, trade him for sure. It's a, somebody it's a trade- works. Trust me, somebody could utilize him. It's a tradable contract. It's a very tradable contract. I'm not mad with it, but I don't like seeing him. Like his answer to what, what they told him that he's out of the lineup was the best answer you could ever give. He said, I'm there to cheer them on if they want me. If they don't, like I'm here to make sure that these guys do well. And I'm, I'm okay with that. But either get rid of him or don't. But anyways, we're not talking about my Knicks. I know they have trash. Okay, so we're not even we're not even in eighth seed. We're not even in the in the fucking hunt if we were to end it today. Um, but Steph Curry decided to come into the Garden, put on a show, um, as he always does. He didn't drop sixty like I thought he would, but he dropped twenty six, uh, and he set the all time three point uh, record most made. Uh, in attendance was Reggie Miller and Ray Allen. Ray Allen obviously broke Reggie Miller. And then, you know, Steph broke uh, Ray Allen t- that night too. So it was, it was super cool to see that. I think the Mecca is just a great place for, or the Madison Square Garden is just a great place for things like this to happen to. Would have been nice for a Knicks win. I think the only reason they lost is because Charles Barkley picked them in the beginning. But other than that, like, it's, it's super cool to see that because I feel like we've always... I feel like I've, well, at least me, I feel like I've always taken Steph Curry for granted for the type of player that he is and how he's changed the game of basketball. Because in my opinion, he's he's a globetrotter playing basketball out there, the way he shoots. And the pace that he took to make as many threes as he did to beat Ray Allen, yeah. it's almost like a 400-point difference, which is great. I, I, laughed when, I laughed when I saw that stat. <laughs> It's insane. Really it's insane. Like, it's like 700 and something to 1100, which is crazy. That's a crazy stat. It's, that's a stat that's going to, it's going to be hard to break. It's like John Stockton's assist record. Like no one's going to touch that because he's like, I think what, 20 or 30 over uh, uh, Magic Johnson or whoever two is on that. He's got a, he's got a commandable lead. So that's going to be tough to break. I'm gonna look that up for you right now. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a I know it's a big lead. Like no one's gonna catch Don those. Stockton has fifteen thousand eight hundred and six. Jason Kidd has twelve thousand ninety-one. He's got three thousand more. Chris Paul still playing has ten thousand five hundred, and he's not gonna be playing for that much longer. So, oh. <laughs> and then there's not that many point gods in the NBA right now. <laughs> people people take people take John Stockton for granted too, and he averages a comfortable like. 12 or 13 points a game. I mean, that's great for a point for a point guard. He, he, uh, yeah, he, he, he did his, he was a, he's a hall of famer first ballot. Yeah. He, he did yeah, his he's, he's vanilla yogurt, but yeah. I mean, that's, that's just a, that's a, 
that's a stat that's not going to ever be broken. Just like Steph Curry's is never going to be broken now. Like, that's untouchable. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's very untouchable. And the funny thing about it is I, I watched a, a clip of Mark Jackson before the season he got fired, and they asked him about his backcourt. How does he feel about it? He said, it's the best one that's ever going to be assembled. He said, the best shooters I've seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, and then he said, I'll, I'll take my bet on that or whatever. I was like, dude, like he, he knew it. He knew it, and then they sent him packing, which is crazy. And then they gave him one of the other best shooters of all time to be the coach. Mm-hmm. But Steph, I mean, I'll let you take the floor. I could talk all night about Steph, man. Not, I know you- so, you know, kind of, kind of where you at, obviously, as a, as a LeBron fan, Steph has been a rival of mine for some time now. Um, he's obviously, I take pride. I don't take pride, but it does make me feel better inside that LeBron's finals losses came to Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, like uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Like these are we're talking about some of the greatest basketball players of all time, right? And yes, yeah, Steph is definitely uh, in that kind of, in that cut. Uh, you know, when you talk about the best at something ever, I mean, you know, it's that's that means a lot, right? And uh, it's one thing where there's, you know, everybody has a debate: who's the greatest basketball player? Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. Who's the greatest quarterback ever? You know, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Peyton Man. Like everyone always has like a debate about everything, right? But the one universal thing that we can all agree on: that the way I wish life was, like we all can agree on everything. The one universal thing. You, you can ask a million people who is the greatest sh- shooter of all time in the NBA, and a million people will say Wardell Stephen Curry, because that dude, that dude. I mean, it's it's undeniable. Like what he what he was able to do. Like so, I was having this, this conversation a couple months ago about Mount Rushmore players, and I took offense how they try to put Steph Curry over Allen Iverson, right? And then I came back a couple, couple weeks later and I apologized. And I feel like I've been having to apologize a lot since then to Steph Curry because I think as a huge Allen Iverson fan, you know, he Allen Iverson revolutionized, you know, just his swag, his culture. culture. He, he revolutionized the culture of the NBA on top of the fact that he was a little guy carrying the team to the NBA Finals. But what Steph Curry did is, like, you could be skinny, skinny light-skinned dude that, that with no – supreme athletic ability but damn you can shoot the hell out of that basketball he shoots the hell out of that basketball she was saying it's like you have to respect it you, you have, have to you have to it. you have to respect it and when you when you go down the line kind of looking through history or the current players right now that might have a chance james harden no uh damian lillard no probably not you know, I mean, who else is a high volume three people? Is your Trey Young? No, like, I just don't see anybody now. Happen, and he's Steph's got like four or five years max yeah, left. And, and on top of the fact, he has four or five more years left. <laughs> on top to add insult to injury, if you think you're gonna break his record, he's got like he's on pace this year to to, to make 443s, which would be the, the most all time in one season. And no one's gonna be no one's gonna be allowed to shoot the amount of three-point shots that he shoots. Because any shot for, for him, it may be Dame Lillard, it may come across as a bad shot, but they'll make it nine times out of ten. So, yeah, we, we tip, Tippy Cap, he deserves yeah, it. Man. Like, I, I always made the argument that I thought Ray Allen was the best shooter of all time, but I have no valid argument to that anymore. I will say this, though, and I still stand by this, and it goes – 
I'll even take two players over Steph in the playoffs when it comes to shooting. I'll take Dame Lillard every time. I'm taking Clay. I'm taking Dame Lillard every time, and I'm taking Ray Allen because they've hit the big shots in the playoffs and in the finals. I'm taking that. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. <laughs> I got nothing against Clay either, man. Game, Just, game six, Clay Thompson. That dude. That he. The way he's always. Do you understand? The Golden State Warriors are so lucky to have those championships because if they didn't have Clay Thompson, no matter how many threes Steph Curry makes. Zero percent chance. That's different, though. When we're just talking about pure shooting, like the dude who makes a hundred threes in a row on camera, so it's not fake. Yeah, that yeah. Dude, pure shooting. His yeah. form, his release, his launch angles. He can do it off the dribble. He does it off the. Off the been, like we've been, saying, we've been saying this all year about them. Like they're a carbon copy of the the championship team that was there. And in no way am I comparing this player to that player, but he's playing the same caliber that. KD was playing there like Andrew Wiggins. Don't say it. Don't say it. I'm not saying Harrison Barnes. You can say Harrison Barnes. No, he's playing better than Harrison Barnes. You can say Harrison. I will allow you to say Harrison Barnes because I will not allow you to say Kevin Durant. I'm sorry. He's playing playing that role just not as good, obviously, as Kevin Durant, but he's playing it the way Harrison Barnes. (laughs) Okay, Harrison Barnes, but he's playing better than Harrison Barnes was, man. He you have to like I'm we we joke about it all the time. But he's playing really, really, really good basketball right now. He really is. And he's not playing soft. He's more verbal. And just think about it. Clay's going to come back. And then they have all those players that are role players that are doing well. Jordan Poole, uh, Peyton, uh, Otto Porter. That's going to be your second. James Wiseman. They're going to be set, man. They're good. All right. They're good. Don't get mad because, you know, I got to pull up my. My 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 Rolodex to get to get you some 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 information about just kind of just impact. Well, uh, these last couple of years with Golden State, you're probably right. He was averaging 19 his year one there, 18 and 18 the last couple of years. So I guess I can give you that. Andrew Wiggins when he was there, is that uh, yeah yeah he's playing better. He is playing better. He's not going to be like, but he's not Kevin Durant. He's not Kevin Durant. I'm not saying that whatsoever. Okay. All right. He's not Kevin Durant. I'm saying he's playing the role that they need him to play like Kevin Durant did. He can be that guy. He can be, the, if they need him to be a one, he can be a one, but he's never going to well, be the one. Well, well, however, nevertheless, when Clay Thompson comes back, those numbers do drop. Oh, they and will they'll drop. probably look more like Harrison Barnes numbers. So they probably, his, his, his role and responsibilities are just a lot higher right now. They are, but I think that's what he needed to get out of a young Minnesota team that didn't have any veteran leadership. And why not go to the championship Golden State Warriors, man? They know how to get it done. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect place to mature a player, a first overall pick at that. That's a fair assessment. But don't don't say Kevin Durant's name in the same sentence as uh, Andrew Wiggins. I refuse to There's allow that the, on this show. I'm the sorry. Talent, <laughs> the, talent, the talent is not comparable whatsoever, Okay. I'm just saying the role that he plays on that team, just as lo- just like all the other role players took on the roles of the Sean Livingstons and all the other guys that were there. We are They're talking there. about Kevin Durant. We are talking about Kevin Durant. And then we're talking about eh, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> hey, man. Eh, eh, was playing really good basketball, similar to that of, of a Clay Thompson not being there right now. And once Clay He's comes back, up. he go back to third fiddle, fourth fiddle if you kind of dream about green, but Exactly. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> exactly. Um, but big ups, big ups to Wardell, though. That's that's the most important thing about this. Now, my is. question to you, 
Is there what other records are out there that are as unbreakable as Steph's? And is his the most unbreakable record? Oh, I told you the assist one already. That's the only one that stuck out to me because I've been thinking when you when you proposed this for a topic today, I was thinking about that all day. Like who can who can surpass the assist re- record that John Stockton has? And, and personally, me, I don't think anybody can. I don't think anybody's going to pass that record. That's going to be a record that's sat there. He's 3,000 over the next guy who's Jason Kidd. And Jason Kidd has been out of the league, what, like four or five years now? Yeah. Yeah. So. Longer than that, he was a coach for, for a little bit. <laughs> and even like that, there were, there were players that were averaging 10 assists a game. If you're averaging 10 assists a game, you're doing something right. And let's look. All right, let's look. Steve Nash is Done. fourth. He's retired. Mark Jackson's fifth. He's retired. I mean, the only active player there is LeBron, and LeBron wow. is 6,000 below, and LeBron's not getting 6,000 assists in the next three years. <laughs> yeah, I mean. more than Chris Paul? Huh? He's got more than Chris Paul? Chris Paul's, I told you, he's third. Oh, okay, yeah. Chris Paul's Chris at 10,530. LeBron's at 9,809. Chris Paul's got a chance to probably make two at, at best, but he's got two or three years left in him. But look, nah. all the triple-doubles that Russell Westbrook average, and he's still only 12th on that list. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that that is definitely a right. That assist record is scary. <laughs> the triple-double the triple double record isn't going to be broken either. I think I think Russell Westbrook set the tone for that. And I think, yeah. if, I think if he leaves the Lakers and becomes a triple-double magnet again that he is, it, it could just get worse. Do you think he could play with that much energy for that much longer? Like Steph could keep throwing these threes up whenever he wants. Those think, threes think, are always gonna keep coming up. But I think Westbrook think, can play it. I think Westbrook can play with that energy for a while. Bro, he he's he's not a spring chicken. He's getting up there in age. He's not, but like he's also not in his element right now, where he's told to do everything. He's having to take back. You no, know, he's averaging close to triple doubles. He's averaging twenty eight and nine right now. So yeah. he's still close to getting a triple double, but. I mean, how long do you want to keep doing that with no success? Like, you're not getting any playoff success whatsoever. I think this is the time that you change you change a player's style and for the better. And I think that's what they're trying to do with him right now. But an old dog's going to go back to the way an old dog is sometimes. You know, that's just the way Russ plays. If we're losing, fuck it. Unleash Russ. Let him go. Let him go do what Russ does. That's how it's got to be. How about, all right, let's switch sports. What about, like, you know, like Tom Brady got, like, the touchdown record or, or whatever. You think like you think the way the game is now in football, you think that's like a, a record that could be caught? I think so. I think that could be caught. You think so? You but you think someone could play twenty two years of football? Because basically, you got to play a lot of football to be able to put that up. And I'm never, I, I don't personally think I'll ever see a player play as long as Tom Brady on purpose, <laughs> and that's no, no. a quarterback. But but also Tom Brady, I don't think would have had that record be more solidified if he didn't go to a Tampa Bay team, man. Like, that's a team that's set up for you to score a shit ton of points. So, but the majority of these came in New England when yeah, they were no, running football. I know, that. I know that, but, like, but like, look at the last couple of years. Those those passing touchdowns dropped off. It definitely dropped off. And no, shit more to run. Before that dropped off, he was still second and third on that list. <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm saying, like, he got more, and he's put a bigger gap between that now because he went to a ready pass heavy offense right away. You have three probably of the of the top 10 receivers on your team in the NFL. Like and then at least two tight ends that are worth the shit on there, but a good tight end core. But I, I mean I I think that could be a record that might be able to be broken. Um it just depends how much longer Tom Brady plays. 
because the way they groom Patrick Mahomes, I feel like he could possibly be a guy to do it. I don't but, know about that one, actually. Mm. Patrick Mahomes, you know, I think we get so enamored by just the way he plays, but he, he, because he had the 50 yard, the 50 touchdown season, you know, already, right? But it's not like he's gotten close to 50 since then. Like Aaron Rodgers has been in the 40s for, like, if Aaron Rodgers keeps playing, I think Aaron Rodgers could probably touch that one. Because Aaron Rodgers, if we play, if we want, if Aaron Rodgers becomes, you know, like Tom Brady and just, oh, let me just keep playing until I'm 44, 45, then Aaron Rodgers can touch that. But I don't, that to me, out of the current players, yeah, it's so easy to throw out Mahomes. But I feel like at some point Mahomes is going to start, like, I don't, I don't wish this on anybody. But the way he plays, I feel like at some point, kind of what we're seeing with Russell Wilson, he's going to start having some nagging injuries every now and then. And I am a little concerned about that long term. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That, that, one, that one's in the air. Your sport, baseball. Oh, no one's going to touch the home run record, even though it's it's flawed. Like, no one's going to catch hey. very ever. Hey, hmm. who cares? Oh, I don't care. I'm you, like it's, it's... listen. I'll, I don't. I don't take. I don't take uh, Barry Bond slander. Okay. I, I don't either. But I'm just saying, like it's it's that that's a record. This he's like three. I think he's like a hundred over from or two hundred over from the next guy. Like it's it's no no oh no he's not. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Yeah. Home runs. Yeah. You said a hundred. Yeah, what's the what's the next one over? No, from he's him? he's at seven fifty. Was he at seven sixty three? And the next closest, I think Hank Arrow was at seven fifty or something like that, because Babe Ruth was at seven fourteen. Check your stats on that one real quick. Listen, I know my I know, but I know my shit. Yeah, Hank Arrow's at seven fifty five. Barry Bonds is at seven sixty two, and Babe Ruth is at seven fourteen. Okay, so he's like. He's seven over. <laughs> yeah. And the next guy on that list that could beat it would be Pujols. And Pujols ain't going to catch that. Pujols ain't going to catch that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only guy I thought that would be able to break that record if he didn't get hurt or all the shit happened to him would have been Alex Rodriguez. I thought he was comfortably moving up that line and it just didn't happen. You know who I thought would be able to break it was Mike Trout. Yeah. Mike Trout's starting to slow down now. But he's, he, those injuries are starting to hit him hard. And then the problem about I feel like now I don't know what it is, but nowadays I feel like players are just are just a lot of star players get hurt a lot. <laughs> so I don't know if they, I don't know who's going to be able to because at the end of the day to do I mean Barry Bonds played till he was like what forty three or something like that. Yeah, like he played for a while. So a you got to be able to play for a while, but b you got to have some seasons where you have 50, 60, 50, 40, 73. Like you have to have seasons like that and. I don't know. I don't know who's going to be kicked. But the way the game was played now, it's basically home for the strikeout. So yeah, no, that helps. But I think I think in any sports, you have to have like every season has to be good, if that makes any sense. If you want yeah, to be yeah. on like like even Steph, Steph's three point record every year has been good for him. Like he was very low key coming into the league, still averaging almost 20 points a game. I think he's averaging like 18 his rookie year, which is good. But whoever was first in that draft, I think probably won rookie of the year. But hey man, like you just gotta you gotta put together good seasons every time you play. You can't play bad and you gotta just stick it out, man, and you'll be able to do it. Cal, I think Cal, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say you think LeBron's gonna break the point record? Absolutely, yeah. He's gonna do it by the end of next year. Yeah, I agree. All right, I've already listen, you know you know me, bro. You know how I feel about LeBron. I already have the the, the calendar pulled up. 
I already haven't predicted what's going to happen. Basically, he's still averaging 25 points a game as as a as a he's about to turn 37 in two weeks. 37 in two weeks, and he's still averaging 25 points a game like it's nothing. I think though no, he's at 26 this year. He's averaging he hitting 30 like it's nothing every single night. Now, injury starting to creep up every now and then, but uh he should have that record by he so he should pass Carmelo for second place by uh April by by late March early April of this season and then he'll catch Kareem by by uh April by the end of next season easy yeah. that that one's that one's breakable because it's happening or live yeah. live live in full effect I, uh, I agree I agree 100 on that Cal Ripken uh-huh. consecutive days consecutive games played that's not that one's not going to 2632 that's not being touched that's not that's a hard one that's that's a that's a great one that you knew that i, I was about just about to say that too that's 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 a crazy one but that's not going to be broken either i don't think can i give you one unbreakable stat i don't really understand what it means but this is one that uh i did a little bit of research on uh are you familiar with the sport squash please let's hear it jahangir khan has 555 consecutive squash wins. You want to see that guy at a YMCA? Apparently, uh, he had those squash wins between 1981 and 1986, a five-year run, 555 matches in a row. Uh, it's a Guinness World Book record. And apparent, according to pundits who I listen to, that, that record will not be touched. The number one most unbreakable record. I could be wrong, but that's what that's what the people tell me at least. <laughs> that's oh, the man. word on that's the word on the street, according to Spike Lee and them. You don't want to see him. You don't want to see him at the local YMCA. That's for uh, sure, man. Nah, not 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 my man's, bro. Not my man's. <laughs> All right, let's. And Joey um, Chestnut, my bad. And Joey Chestnut. Ain't nobody yeah, speaking eating hot dogs at that kind of speed and and like it's nothing. So yeah, those nobody two. wants to. More power <laughs> to you. Watch you. Watch you do that shit from afar. Um, COVID is back. Um, if you don't have your vaccines, please go get your vaccine. Really quickly, COVID is not back. It's never left. <laughs> it hasn't left. It didn't leave. It's still but, here. But in sports, in sports, it's back because it disappears and then it comes back in a big wave every time. Uh, it's been, comes, it's been slow. And when, it comes back, <laughs> and when it comes back, though, it's because people like Karen Rogers or Antonio Brown or all these people are fake getting the vaccine and saying they are, and then. They're going crazy with stuff. So um I tested I think it's I think the spike is more linked just more towards like the weather is getting a little bit colder. It's mm-hmm. holiday season, everybody just linking up, going, you know. It, it listen, man, these last couple, these last it's literally about to be two years. These last two years have just been weird. And people just kind of want to live their lives. And I understand. And you you're a millionaire, because I always say sports is a microcosm of, of real life. And it's happening. You see, like the, the cases are spiking in sports. We haven't really seen it in the public yet, but we're getting, we're going, it's going to happen. Like, we all, the thing about this, these athletes, they get tested every single day. So they know a lot of us can be asymptomatic. You know what I mean? And we just don't know that we're spreading it, but we're asymptomatic because, you know, you have a vaccinator, you have an amazing immune system. So you don't feel nothing. Right. So it's like, yeah, we're, it's, it's, a, it's spreading. It is going to spread. And, it's a scary thought 
when you were, if your team is, I mean, you got a team that you're, you're cheering on for, and I don't, I don't think it's going to slow down. I think the next couple of weeks, I mean, Christmas is long, is, is long, is coming, coming up, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's, whatever you celebrate. Like, there's a lot of holidays coming up right now, and yeah, people are going to holiday season. Yeah, it's, it's people, con- I mean, school is out. If you're, if you're a student, you know, your, your, your job might give you the last couple of weeks off because you got vacation days, you're traveling to different cities. It's 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 not like this is just gonna just disappear. And oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, I I agree. I just think like some people handle it wrong. Like I, Aaron Rodgers saying like, oh, he's been vaccinated, and then you come out and find that he's not. Or Antonio Brown, you know, his personal chef leaking the information that he has a fake COVID card, and now the Bucks are in limbo. Do they want to cut him? Do they want to keep him? What do they want to do? Um, but it's affecting teams all sports. You look at the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield's in the protocol. The head coach is in the protocol. Like 12 players on the team are under protocol and they're still going to play that game, apparently. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, everybody on the team, I think, has COVID. They had a cancel. Luckily, the they postponed that one because yeah. imagine this the NFL, they have to you have to cancel your football game or you have to forfeit. Because the NFL didn't say we will not allow you to like us to like they're not gonna lose money. So if, they, if you're going to forfeit the game, you're going to take the L, basically. So that's just, that's the scary thing about this whole – it's especially in the NFL, we're at the stretch run. There's four games left. Mm-hmm. I, 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 as an Eagles fan, I'm terrified for my, for my Eagles' life because we lose one player. We lose another – like, if we, if we start having injuries, like, like, we try to get into the playoffs. Now, I think, let's think about the top seeds. The Cardinals, the Rams uh, – like, the Rams, luckily, were able to get through their situation. But not everyone's built like the Rams. You know what I mean? Like, what if the cop, what if, what if, you know, because we saw Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper missed what two, three, like two and a half. He missed two games. And in the third game, he was, he played like uh, 25% of the snaps. Cause yeah. he got he got that shit bad. You know what I mean? Like, and this is not the time of year you want to get that shit back. Cause you're jockeying for player position or you're trying to get in in the first place. You know, what would happen if this was in January? Cause it's gonna happen. New Year's is about to happen, A-Rod, and you know what's going to happen. People are going to meet up, and put, and then it's going to spread between teams again. And this oh, is the week before the playoffs. And let's say, because they, they're not going to stop testing for the playoffs. And let's say uh, J- January, what is it, 10th or whatever, the playoffs start. Tom Brady's tested positive. Michael Evans tested positive. Aaron Rodgers tested Like, that's scary shit. <laughs> It is, but I think I think uh, I think players of the Tom Brady caliber are smart about this. Like Tom Brady likes to win. Tom Brady's yeah. staying home with his wife and kids Correct. in a fucking bunker, and they're not doing anything. Correct. And telling Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, "Hey, stay home with your beautiful wives and kids. Don't go out and do anything stupid." Okay, Correct. do you want to win? So you hit that. You you hit that right on the nose. Exactly. OBJ will be out partying. Don't get me wrong. OBJ not his wife is about to give birth. He is not out partying. I can attest to that. OBJ is not partying because he's about listen, man. You gotta get over this hate for OBJ. I he's looking good at he's looking good in LA again. He's happy. Let's look good. I'm he does have he does have COVID now though, so he's definitely not out partying. (laughs) See, exactly. But he can't go out partying no more. (laughs) I mean, that's that's the word is that he can't, but I mean. Is he going to though? That's the thing. But I'm not. I'm not here to subject OBJ to it. I'm just saying that when you play for a guy like a Tom Brady, who's very vocal about everything and the way to win, they're gonna follow that. And I guarantee you that team will be pretty much healthy 
i.e. the ABs and things like that. So, um, but yeah, man, it's creeping across all sports and you're seeing games canceled once again. Um, thank God the Chicago game was canceled because the entire team came down with it. NBA players left and right are getting popped with, with COVID. And like you said, we're in the stretch run for the playoffs. Um, and if I'm the Browns, I'm kind of shitting my pants because Bro, you're still in the hunt. Right there. <laughs> you're, still in, you're still in the hunt. But even, uh, you said it perfectly. Like, not everybody is also built like the Rams. The Rams, they're running back, what, Daryl Henderson went out and Sonny Michelle, like, found some knees on, on Craigslist and put them on and was able to run and mm-hmm. carry me, carry my team to the playoffs. So, I mean, it's, yeah, thank you. Um, it, it's, it's the next guy up. And it seems like everybody in Cleveland is banged up and they're still fighting for a chance to make the playoffs. And they have still a good chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. You know, with a, with a shitty record, but still alive, but all hopes have got to be like up against the back against the wall now for them to go. And it's, yeah. it's just not a fun place to be in if you're those teams. And I don't know, it's, it's just unfortunate. I just think if you want to get, you know, vaccinated, that's your personal preference. It's at the end of the day, I think it comes down to ignorance of some people. And this is my personal opinion. I'm not saying, you know, listen to me. I just think it's more about the safety of others. Um, and it, it causes a bigger rate for you to be less susceptible and to pass it on to others, as opposed to someone who's not vaccinated walking around doing whatever they want. Um, athletes are reckless by nature. We know that they're going to go do what they want to do. They're going to party. They're going to, you know, be careless and things like that. I just feel like this is like one other thing that they're, that some people are going to do. So it is what it is. It's just unfortunate because you want to see the best compete with the best. And now we have like the, the underlying sleeping uh, virus that's there that could be on some of these people. That, and bro, that, yeah. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing that keeps, that's the thing that like terrifies me because no matter like you're, you're getting ready for trying to get into this playoffs. Right. But you got to plan for this other team and then you got to plan for the other team, the, the COVID team, because team COVID, like I, I, they, they, they're like a rock band. They, they, they doing numbers showing up to a city near you. They, they, the Beatles, they, they they showing up and they showing up heavy, and you got a plan. And the thing is, you know, like you said, like Tom Brady, we know it's Tom Brady, bro. He gonna have that team. Listen, we quarantine it together, whatever. We gonna we gonna be bunkered down for the next two months. Let's get back to the Super Bowl, win this thing, and then y'all can go party all all, all spring long. We can go, wasn't that avocado tequila? All you want after we accomplish this goal, and that's the thing. It's Tom Brady. What I mean, Kyle Murray is saying that to his team. Like Kyle Murray's 23 years old. <laughs> you know, Matt Stafford, it's LA, bro. It's freaking LA. You know how hard it is to get all those guys in LA to just not do nothing. Uh Green Bay, I think they'll I think Green Bay will handle it well because it's Green Bay ain't shit to do in Green Bay. So <laughs> like you need and, and, and they want to win that they Aaron Rodgers wants that second title so bad. So he gonna make and Devontae Adams is a leader, Aaron Jones is a leader. Uh the Deep, they got they they go, they go to me, they'll be fine. It's just these teams that are younger. That's why this Super Bowl is probably going to come down to the, like you said, the Chiefs and the, and the uh, Packers or the Chiefs and the Bucks or because even, or the, or the Patriots. It's going to be the most mature teams. Cause I remember when the, when the bubble happened in the NBA, the reason why I knew the Lakers were going to win that year is because they had the most mature player left. 
and that was mm-hmm. LeBron James. So you need to have the most mature team to make it through this COVID situation because, I mean, the, the shit is spreading, bro. It's, it's, it's going it's to get to the crib at some point. You just got to hope that you can fire it off and it don't enter your, 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 your area. And it, that's the thing with the NFL this time of year. Is just, it's always scary just having to think about that because the NBA – They'll be fine. They got four more months to play. They, they ain't worried about this too much right now. But NFL, like, yeah, I mean, it's happening in hockey too. They ain't worried about it. They got four more months to play. They good, you know. What I mean? So it's a, it's a weird, it's a very weird, strange time, and we just got to kind of just start learning how to live with this stuff. Yeah, I got my I got my booster today. So after this, I'm popping two melatonin, and I'm passing melatonin, out, man. Melatonin's on the way. <laughs> yeah exactly so that's that's it i mean i just want people to be smart about this it's just it's just unfortunate we want like i said we want to see the best compete against the best and when this is happening i understand things are freakish things happen at not at your knowing of stuff but i think if you're an adult you can make a cognate decision on certain things like you know and i hate always using his name because you know i have a I hate, I hate for him but obj flying from la to New York to be in Times Square to party with everybody down there, and then he gets COVID. And OBJ is not doing that, man. Damn. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know. I'm just giving an example of somebody who. How, how, but listen. How have some love in your heart for some Odell Beckham, man. I do. He's a I good wanna, guy, wanna, man. He's a good guy. Aren't you happy to see? You saw that little security. Uh, the I was, that was what I was gonna say. Hell That's the only yeah. thing I was like, okay, I like that right there. Yeah. I was I was happy for that. Yeah, I was happy for that. All right. Let's let's wrap up the show. Before hey, before we wrap up the show, I just want to give a shout out to Deion Sanders. Got the oh, new yeah. one recruit to come to an HBCU, bro. You know how big that is. And, and you, you address you address that man as Coach Prime, by the way. Coach Prime, Coach Prime. Listen, we're gonna get. We, I want to have a. We're gonna have a special sometime soon where we're gonna really dig and dive deep into like college football and stuff. Because I really want to have this conversation because the the NIL. The impact that it's going to have on college sports moving forward, the name, image, and likeness that these college players are getting paid now, it's about to have a – it's having a huge impact already where a number one recruit would, 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 will choose Jackson State over Florida State University and over other – whatever op- opportunities that he had. Because at the end of the day, he'll get that bag. He's going to be on ESPN every week, and he's still going to be the best at his position. <laughs> yeah, and, and even at that, like another big thing to take into consideration too with the coach swapping – of like jumping from a major program another the transfer portal has been crazy this year crazy <laughs> crazy like bo nix who was god second sent from auburn he was <laughs> we thought bo nix was the next camp doing at auburn and now he's headed to another team we thought yeah. spencer rattler is about to be the number one pick and now he's headed to south carolina like this is it's insane <laughs> the yeah, system is broken <laughs> yeah there's a lot of movement going on so that that would be a great like show to have coming soon so we gonna we gonna um, get that done we'll get that done i'm game with that all right let's go week 15 pickums i got five interesting one really boring one but, but you know it is what it is uh first game i got kansas city versus the charges i'm concerned because chris jones might not be playing because chris jones got the covid mm-hmm. well he's in covid protocol so chris jones is not playing kansas city's they already lost to the Chargers this year, so I don't want to pick against Kansas City, and the defense is playing excellent. So hopefully Melvin Ingram is going to be able to kind of just take on that role and rehab it on Justin Herbert. The against Chargers, his old team. Huh? Against his old team. On top of that. And the Chargers, they played well, but they've been slightly inconsistent for my liking. 
Thursday night game. Give me uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, 20, 20, 20 to 17. 20 to 17. Mahomes. My homeboy. I got to go Kansas City too, man, because I'm picking them for the Super Bowl. Uh, they could lose a game in a regular season. <laughs> okay. I'm just still picking them to win. Remember what we said, like, they could win every game out? Correct. Correct, every correct. We did out. say that. We said that. 27-20 is what I'm calling on this. That's one. really quick. That's funny because we literally did say that. And it's like, are we surprised that they're winning this many games? <laughs> we also poo-poo we also on players and then, like, or teams, and then they do really they yeah, do, like, yeah. bad. So, <laughs> um. This one, in my opinion, might be the, the best game of the week. New England versus uh, Indianapolis. Man, I'm nervous. You know how I feel about uh about New England. But I'm picking the Colts on this one. Okay. I'm picking the Colts. I know this is weird because I think New England – I assume New England should win every game for the rest of the season, but I'm picking the Colts because uh, I think they're in prime position to go make a playoff run right now. Uh, give me the Colts. Same score, 20 to 17. Okay. I'm going New England. I'm going to go 24 to 17. So All go. right. We're going to have some movement this week. I say this is what's going to happen in, in the AFC South. I think Indy's going to get one more loss. Titans are going to lose this week too, whoever they play. And then we're going to get a leapfrog last two or three games of the season. Let's look at this Titans schedule before before we uh before I'm, we uh, look at oh it they already. play the Steelers they play the Steelers yeah it's uh, it's it's a little tough the rest of their schedule going down the line I, I got the Titans in that one okay well go ahead go ahead go ahead <laughs> next game probably the most boring game that we'll see but it's probably for pick two or three Houston versus Jacksonville Houston. Davis Mills is starting the rest of the season. Houston. Okay. Jackson, like, all this shit that they're going through right now this week, you think Urban Meyer is going to get that, that locker room to be, rah, 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 let's go play hard for, for Urban Meyer. Hell no. They out. They, they are mentally out. So give me Houston 35 to, to 17. Dave, Davis Mills, whatever his name is, give it to me, 35 to 17. Here. I'm gonna go Jacksonville. Jacksonville, trash. <laughs> Thirty-two to twenty. You know, you know they don't give up on that man, right? Huh? Oh, I know they give up on him. They're gonna play for themselves. I would not be. Yeah, okay. You might be right too. You might be right. Um, Green Bay versus Baltimore. Green Bay, Baltimore is too hurt for me. Like Baltimore, and I feel, and I said it. Going into the year, I'm worried that they're going to have a lot of injuries, and I, I'm gonna play the demo, play the tape. Uh, the the injury bug is getting to Lamar's not going to be healthy. Green Bay is healthy. Give me Green Bay, uh, twenty nine. Yeah, weird scores, right? Twenty nine to uh, twenty. I got Green Bay too, thirty two twenty eight. Last game. I wanted to throw. I, I didn't want to. I almost went Cowboys Giants, but. You know, Mike Glennon? Yeah, that's Come why on, I took man. it out. That's why I took it out. <laughs> but I, I decided to go this one because it's always a big, pivotal, divisional game that's played. And we had Mike Plus coming here and say, you know, you might be able to beat him two times, but can't do it three times. So We, we go New get Orleans, you back on again, Mike Plus. <laughs> yeah, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. 
you know who I wanted to pick going into this week. I was like, you know, my dumbass picked the Bills last week. I was like, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna keep the train going. Let's pick New Orleans, but. Trevor Simeon, or I mean, not even Trevor Simeon. No, Taysom Hill beat the Jets. By the way, he beat the Jets, bro. Guard, you saw Gardner Mitch. Steph Curry behind me can go play quarterback and go beat uh, the Jets right now. I'm sorry. No offense to your team. No offense. Oh, no. You guys it. are mathematically out of the playoffs, by, by the way. Just so you know. Okay, anyway, I know we're done. It's over the line. Know, but I don't think I don't think I don't think the Bucks are losing it for the rest of the regular season. Uh, if that gives you any indication what games we're going to be picking for the next couple of weeks, I'm picking the Bucks every week now, uh, just so you know. So, yeah, give me the Bucks uh, by a, a big margin because Tom Brady's gunning for MVP, probably trying to break a record, and he's trying to, you know, flex on the New Orleans Saints that have who he's he has not been able to beat in the, in the regular season yet uh, as a Buck. So, give me the Bucks by a wide margin at home, uh, forty two. To 24. Okay. 42 to 24. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go very close game. And I'm gonna go. They the Saints get possession, score quick, fuck it up, and give Tom Brady extra time. 28 42 seconds on the clock. Yeah, plenty of time. 20 exactly. <laughs> he said they gave me 43. Damn, they're generous. Um, that was nice. <laughs> 28, 27. I'm gonna give the Bucks by one point. That's what I'm gonna give them. One point. Let's see. Let's see what uh, Tony Sports has to say about that. So they are they like Vegas now? They they be they know all the, the spreads and stuff like that. Let's see what Tony Sports got to say. <laughs> I'm game for that. I'm game for that. But um, that's all the show. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I already said Deion Sanders, man. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out to the University of Michigan. We just flipping recruits left and right. We got the number one recruit out of the university, I mean, out of uh, the state of Oregon. We got dudes from Oregon. Say, I'm going to move to the Midwest, go play at the big house. So shout out to Big Blue. Shout out to USF because Jeff Scott's been active this summer. I mean, this winter, and he's trying to go land somebody too. So, yeah, man, please put together a winning program. That's all I want to see. You got Listen, you got one more year. I might even give you the full year. If by week eight and it's not looking good, See, pack your bags and yeah. go home. I'm done with you. So. Yeah, and shout out to uh, LeBron James because that's my dog. That's all. And shout out to Steph Curry still because, you know, Steph Curry. <laughs> shout out to Ye and Drake for patching things up too, man. You know that was all, man. You, you watched the interview? That was all for show. Man, you really hate each other, man. That's all love, bro. It's just man, it's all I love. Don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of all in the uh in the in the gossip with Ye and stuff. I think it's pretty real. But also push your teeth, push your teeth sitting in the shadows, just like. Now push T, that was real. <laughs> because push T is push T is not a is not a punk. <laughs> push T bully Drake into being a father. That's the biggest flex I have ever seen in my life. And bitches are like, oh my god, he's such a good dad. Oh, he's such a great dad. He's only a dad because Pusha T made him become a dad. That's why. Shout yeah. Out, shout, shout out to Push. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can find us on Twitter at fair underscore weather pod. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, just search the Fairweather Podcast. You'll be able to find us there. And wherever you subscribe or listen to podcasts, we are there as well as the Fairweather Podcast. Also, shout out to Spike Lee, because he always seems to be at the right place at the right time. And that is Mr. New York. That is Mr. New York. And he's probably cursed the New York Knicks from ever winning, but he is Mr. New York. So shout out to Mr. Spike. (laughs) Peace.